Hi, this is Taylor. And Cameron. And you're listening to the Black Maiden Debt Free Podcast. <laughs> At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira. And we would like to welcome you to another episode of the Black Married and Debt Free Podcast. Welcome aboard. Uh, we hope you're having an, an amazing weekend or had an amazing weekend, and you're having an even better start to your week. Shira, how are you doing on this uh, on this day? I'm doing good. You That's know. Good. I think this would be considered my birthday weekend. Yes. Shout out to you, Shy. Shout out to you. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So another yes. year older. Yes. Another year wiser. I'm grateful for another year. And I had a really nice birthday. That's good. That's good, Shy. I'm glad you did. You had the day off, you know. So that was good. You always love to have the day off and the birthday to coincide with mm-hmm. one another. Which is nice. Yes. So I'm glad you did. Uh, how do you feel? Do you feel older? Do you, you know what I'm saying? You feel the same? Knees cr- cricking and cracking? Oh, What's they've been on? doing that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't feel any older. Okay. Um, and I guess that's a good thing. I'm not, yeah. I'm not feeling old. <laughs> Are you to the point where you don't want to tell your age or do you want to share that with the audience? Okay. Uh, I just feel like if I say my age, someone will say, I didn't know she was that old. I know. And then someone will say, oh, she's too young. Yeah. Um, I'm in my mid-30s. Okay. And really? I only have a few years left. So I'm going to savor what's remaining. Yes, the remaining 30s. This is crazy, man. Time is flying. I remember when we I met you, you was 18 or maybe 19. I was 18. 18 years old now. You've 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 blossomed into a full full grown woman and happy birthday, Shire. I hope you Thank had a you. good one. And many more. We're we're wishing you. Uh so yeah. Aside from the birthday weekend, I'm trying to think what else happened. We got to watch a few sporting events this weekend. Mm-hmm. The, the uh fight the, between Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia, that was fun. What else? Uh, basketball, Sacramento Kings played again. We got to watch them. And, you know, we're rooting for them to 
win the next few games. But, uh, yeah, it was a good weekend. Allergies hit me hard, Shire. I'm fighting allergies right now. Look like you are, too. Uh, you good over there? Mm, I'm not as bad as you. I think I, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we're here toughing this out, toughing this allergy season out, because we have some interesting news to bring to you all. Uh, in regards to finance, you know, so we got to talk about this, Shira. Um, we're not very political, but this, I guess, kind of touches the political side. Biden, President Biden, let me be respectful, raises costs for home buyers with good credit in an effort to help risky borrowers. Okay, so that's the name of the article, yes, right? Yes. So. I think you almost need to say that again. Okay, let's say it again, I Shire. feel like it might have gone over someone's head. Yes, because it definitely went over my head at first. I'm going to read it as it, as, it, as it states. Biden raises costs for home buyers with good credit to help risky borrowers. Huh. Yes, you heard that correctly. Now, we have to unpack this, Shire, but what's your initial thoughts when reading that headline, an irreparable publication, by the way, Newsweek. Yeah, it's on Newsweek, but this story is has been featured on a lot of different uh, publications. Yes. And I, I think we're like trying to find the article that made the most sense because anytime it's like a new law being passed yep. or something, it can get a little tricky to understand. Yeah. But... Yeah, I don't know why Biden is raising the costs for anyone who would want to buy a home in this particular time. Yeah. A lot of people are not buying homes right now. The interest rates are through the roof. So I don't know why anyone, you know, would have an additional cost right now. So the timing to me seems a little bit odd just looking at the name of the article. Right, right. You know, Shire, I have a lot I could say, but I'm going to reserve my thoughts on this for the, you know, once we get a little bit more, a bit more information. But I have a strong opinion on this. But let's dive in. Let's dive into what this exactly hmm. is all about, what it means, and the ins and outs of this. Can you, can you help us out, Shire? Yeah. So the article shares that home buyers with good credit scores will soon be facing higher mortgage fees as the Biden administration seeks to close the racial homeownership gap hmm. and get more first-time and low-income buyers through the door. Starting in May, a new federal rule will upend the current structure of the Loan Level Price Adjustment, LLPA, matrix, and homeowners with a good credit score could see their monthly mortgage payment rise by over $60 a month, while riskier borrowers will get more favorable mortgage terms because their fees were reduced. It's a move the Federal Housing Finance Agency hopes will address housing affordability challenges in the U.S., but it's come under scrutiny for being unfair and potentially ineffective. Yes, I, I tend to agree with that last statement. I think it will help the bottom tier of home buyers, but you're aff- negatively affecting the those with good credit. You know, which is, I don't understand that. And, and sorry, let's go back to what you the first thing you said. It says it's to help 
close the racial home ownership gap and get first time low income buyers through the door. Hmm. Why do they conflate first time or why do they conflate racial? Why is there a racial component attached to the low income? Is that because we assume that not let's just go with non-white because that's usually how they how our society breaks down do they assume that non-white folks are low income or does the statistics show that i mean why do they do that i i i i black i know have bad credit so yeah i i I don't like that yeah i tend to agree i don't i don't know why i just why race has to be a factor because then when bad policies are made because they lead with the racial yes. narrative that when like bad policy comes out, it's almost like people maybe they don't do it on purpose, but yes. I think that some people will try to blame minorities, you know, for bad policies. Like we're mm-hmm. doing this for you all. Yeah. And it's like, we didn't ask for this. No. <laughs> and there are a lot of people of color who have worked very hard to have good credit. Yeah. And those individuals should not be penalized. If any group of people in the United States care about their credit score is black people. Yeah. Like there are almost s- to a fault. Almost, right? I, I mean, I think that I think that, you know, uh, a lot of uh, people of color care more about their credit score than actually paying off debt. Yeah. I think that we know the value of having Good credit. good credit. And I'll say this. When I was a little girl. Tell them what grandma said. <laughs> so you already know where I'm going. <laughs> so my grandma told me, she said, um, Shira, if you have good credit, you can get anything that you want. Mm. And that's what she told me as a little girl. Yeah. And I, re- I remember that. And she was a single lady. She was a homeowner, had a Cadillac and you know, did relatively well for herself, but that's one thing that she did tell me. Yes. Um, was that if you had good credit. So I feel that, you know, in our community, by and large, people prioritize credit scores mm-hmm. and a lot of folks, you know, are working on having a good credit score. So why not reward the effort? Yes. I mean, it's crazy that we're now punishing folks that are, you know, like you said trying to prioritize good having a good credit score which we know yeah there are some credit repair little tricks and things you can do but for the most part having a good credit score means you have you're good at managing your credit worthiness and so why would you punish them by now tagging on an extra fee yeah and like you said in a time where fees we got too many fees right now too many fees that's why nobody's buying but what they're trying to do shire i think they want to just increase transactions right now yeah so they're so, trying to roll out stuff like this. right so let's talk about that because okay. my question was why now yes why do you roll out this program that's gonna help close the racial home ownership gap when interest rates are through the roof through the roof why wasn't something like this thought about when interest rates were at two percent at three exactly. percent now we wait till a time where a person who is of a lower income who can probably barely afford to have a home right yeah. now, like why do you wait until it's the worst time for that particular person to buy a house to make this ruling when right. it would have been more favorable for them to purchase a house 
during a time of lower interest rates. Yes. So it's, and if this is based on transactions to try to entice people to buy who probably shouldn't be buying right now anyway, I think that's unfair. Right. Right. Predatory. One could even call it predatory. So uh, let, let's continue on, Shire. But, okay. Uh, yeah. So I'll continue. Um, the article goes on to say, uh, it has a quote from someone. It says, in the short term, this may increase home ownership among the targeted group. Mm-hmm. But I'm afraid it could decrease home ownership among the middle class. Mm. And so this person says that I'm not sure that we're not robbing Peter to pay Paul here. That's what that before I read this. That was the first phrase that came to mind. So, so we're going to take from this group of people yeah. who are middle class. Yes. And we're going to um, give them an extra Penalize fee. Them. Right. We're going to give them an extra fee to help to help offset, you know, some of the fees that would be associated for the riskier yes. borrower. Yes. Um, kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, I'll continue on. Okay. Uh, the going. article goes on to say only about 25 percent of home buyers with federal housing administration loans are people of color, according to the White House. I do find that surprising. So mm-hmm. they're saying that only about 25% of home buyers with FHA loans are people of color. Um, black and Hispanic people, on average, have fewer savings to use as a down payment on a home and tend to have lower credit scores. Um, and this is a quote coming from someone. So let's just pause there because if the issue is Come on, sir. having I was a lower the same thing. <laughs> okay. If the issue is a lower credit score yep. and not having uh funds Savings. for a down payment, mm-hmm. then why not why not focus on those things? Right. Why not have, you know, some program instead of paying the credit repair people, you know, and yes. no jab at them, because obviously a lot of people need credit repair. But why not have, you know, maybe a tax credit if you right. go with someone to help repair your credit or why not have some program, yes. you know, that can help you boost your credit score or more um, more down payment assistance. Yes. Why not make an investment in that? Um, exactly. Because what you're essentially doing is you're giving someone who by the letter of the law is not really financially ready for a house. You're just making it easier for them to get a house. Yes. But you're not, you're, you're treating the symptom, but not the illness. So it's just like the illness is they, they need to be more, you know, they need savings. They need all these things. And you're just kind of putting a bandaid on and saying, well, we're going to just make it easier for you to get in a house, which to your po- earlier point, I think is long-term a bad idea because you're, these people will probably struggle to keep these homes. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just, uh, I get the idea, right? It's a funny comedian. He talked about how black people, we've only been asking, we haven't asked for better rights. Shoot. We haven't even asked for equal rights. We literally just want civil rights. Right. So it's like with this, all we want is to is an opportunity. Like we're not asking for a handout. Like if my credit is bad, then still let me get in the house. That's never what we've asked. Never been what we've asked for. We've just asked, could we not be redlined? Can you show us the same properties in the same neighborhoods you show other folks? Can you uh, appraise our homes for the same value as a, the 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 white person's home that is the same type of house? We just want civil. 
you know, rights and, and we want to be treated equal. We're not asking for a handout here, but it seems like they're kind of doing that here, you know, and, and they're and they're robbing folks to do it, well, which I, is dumb to me, too. If yes. you're going to help the, the these people at the bottom, why don't you just help them? Well, yeah, exactly. And I also think that this type of um, type of uh, program will also um, penalize people of color. Mm-hmm. But they're saying that they're trying to help people of color. Penalize this person of color right here on the microphone. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think just kind of how you said, like the article ra- uh, mentioned the racial wealth gap, and yeah. if that's the narrative that they're pushing. I don't think I don't think that's fair. I don't I feel like I don't hear a lot of um, a lot of people in the black community talking about this being a positive thing. Who's championing this? Yeah, sure. And this brings about a bigger conversation. Right. Because this next paragraph just kind of sparked that and thought that. Anytime there's a subsidy of any sort. Uh, it's gonna be funded somehow. Now, with this instant, with this thing, we see is exactly who is going to affect. We're pulling the money from here and giving it here. But a lot of times, we when we want these reliefs, when we want all these bailouts, when we want these stimmy checks, like we had, or you know, like when we want the student loan forgiveness, like all these things that sound so good. And it's like, yeah, man. Yeah, we deserve that. There's always a price to pay for subsidies. There's mm-hmm. always a price to pay. It's one, you know, it's like a Rubik's Cube. You move one, something else is affected. And so that's even a bigger conversation. Like these, all these handout, bailout subsidies are coming from somewhere. They're never truly free. I think we have to understand that. Like it's always gonna bite us in the in the in the end. Like if it's taxes, raise taxes or whatever. Here we're just seeing it written out. We're taking from these people and we're giving to these. Yeah. Well, what do you think about that, Shire? What do you think about that combo? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's definitely a cost. Yes. To everything. To everything. And so the article goes on. I think they're sharing a, a quote from someone. It says the effort to get more low-income Americans and Americans of color into home ownership is essentially being subsidized by borrowers who have better credit scores and who can contribute more to their down payment. Um, The article goes on to say, while the plan was designed to help people who have historically faced obstacles to home ownership, it comes at the cost of negatively affecting borrowers, excuse me, affecting buyers who worked hard to save enough money for a larger down payment and maintain strong credit ratings. And those buyers can be of all demographics, which I think is a great point. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to say that this is for people of color when the added fees are going to be spread amongst everyone. Everyone. And, so. And, and Shire, let's talk uh-huh. about it. I mean, us, if you listen to us, if you're part of the Black Married Dead Free community, if you've been, we've been doing this for five plus years. There's hundreds of other uh, people of color that have been preaching financial literacy for the past five, 10 years plus. And we have this renaissance of folks trying to get their stuff together, paying down their debt, uh, being smarter, financial education, this. And we've been pulling ourselves up by the bar bootstraps, right? To get to the level where we have good credit. We have savings to put down for a down payment. We're doing the things we're supposed to do. 
we 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 didn't wait for a handout. We went and got it ourselves, you know, by God's grace, and pu- pu- pulled ourselves up to a certain level. And now, now that y'all started doing that, now nah, we gonna take from y'all. And because y'all got a good credit score and did it the right way, we're gonna y'all, you know, now now yeah, essentially yeah. Th- those folks are being penalized, right? To help these folks that we want to label as people of color. But I'm going to I'm going to come against that a bit because we don't know that to be fact. And that how does that help race relations? It doesn't. It doesn't. Right. It doesn't. Because when you are making laws and, um, you know, policy mm-hmm. and you're throwing out the race card, it Man. rubs a group of people the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it does. And yep. it doesn't. I don't think it helps. Now, let's go back some years. Let's go back. Let's, let's back. go back to 2008, okay. 2009, when the market pretty much crashed. Yes. The housing market crashed. Mm-hmm. And there was not a lot of buying happening. Right. As a lot of people were losing their homes and the prices of houses were just dropping, dropping, yeah. dropping. And the government, um, it was the Biden administration at the time, Obama they, administration. Huh? Obama administration. That's what I said. You said Biden. I did? Yeah, you said Biden. Uh-uh. We're going to we're gonna have to rewind that and let <laughs> me know. No, you did. You it was did. the Obama administration. Um, They were, who was in office. I might have said Biden, but Biden, wasn't he the vice president? He was, he was around. He was a part of the Obama administration for sure. <laughs> That's the good okay. point. Okay. But they had a tax credit. Yes. And they had a tax credit to incentivize people to buy. Mm -hmm. And so after you purchased a home, you got a tax credit. The first one was for $7,500. Yes. And let me get the years right. Okay. That was 08, right? I'm like literally looking it up. Okay. So the first year of the program, it was $7,500. And then the the two years after that, Okay, that was in 2008. Gotcha. And then in 2009 and 2010, the tax credit was 8000 That's the one we jumped on. And that was the year that we purchased, you know, our first home. Mm-hmm. It was like a condo. And our down payment was a little over $3,500. Yes. And we were able to take advantage of this tax credit. Right. And essentially, the tax credit reimbursed us for the down payment, Mm -hmm. you know, for the house. So I'm not saying that the government can afford to do that right now. And I'm not saying that that would be a good idea. But what I'm saying is that there there are other ways to address what's happening right now. And that is people are not buying. And it's mostly for good reason. But there are other ways to incentivize people to buy without penalizing a group of people for having a good credit right. score and let's be very clear shire we were in a more of a desperate time period then as the housing market for you know single family homes was was bottoming out and crashing through because of the whole uh you know adjustable mortgage and the, the mortgage backed securities and all that stuff right had caused a catastrophe in the in the market for for folks, but we're not looking at that now. What we're looking at now is the Fed is a Federal Reserve induced freeze of spending on homes because they're trying to up the interest rate. Right? If that wasn't 
happening right now, there would be there would be folks buying more. There would be more transactions. Right. So I think it's just a way to like cut off their nose to spite their face. Now I know the Federal Reserve and the United States government are two different entities, but they they work hand in hand on a lot of issues. But this one is, I think, it's counterintuitive for them to like let's try to increase transactions when the federal reserve is saying no i'm raising the rate so you guys will cont- not spend i need you to not spend for a time period so i think think like that's a whole nother conversation too is like mm-hmm. because the banking industry wants transactions and the right. federal government and the banking industry are have are really closely knit you know and they think we need to get more people buying we need to get more people buying which is fair but it's just like it's just a mess. It, it just really is a mess right now. And so, what does that mean for folks like us, who one, let's say you're trying to get your own primary residence, or two, you're an investor, you want to start getting into real estate investing, you want to start buying homes out of state or wherever. What does that mean for people like us? It means know? that you're going to be subject to this as well. And let's keep it a hundred, Shire. Sixty dollars could go a long 60 way. Sixty dollars a month it could cut into your cash flow significantly. Right. When you're talking about two hundred to three hundred dollars cash flow a month, and now you're gonna eat into that, you know. So Yeah. <sighs> One of the interesting things with this article that I'm just noticing is that there are comments. Okay, let's talk and about so it. And so I'm really curious to dive in to see what people are saying. And so um someone says it would make more sense to help those with poor credit to improve their credit score, um, not Amen. just early education on finance, but perhaps a sliding scale that ranks um, d- different debts. And go. then they go into, I guess, their own philosophy. But yeah, they are also kind of looking at, okay, well, what's the cause and how can we, you know, address that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, other fair. people are commenting, saying that, you know, a way to fix this is making sure that everyone has financial education and making sure that money management is taught in school. Yep. And so Let's start there. Yep. Let's um, start there. Yeah. There's a lot of people questioning um, what, you know, this policy, someone says another policy that has to conflate race and income. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see what else. Yeah. There's some good oh. ones in here. This is not necessarily nice, but someone says, I look forward to the coming defaults and buying these houses for pennies on the dollar at foreclosure mm. when the high risk borrowers deflate, which they will. I mean, I, I kind of got a feel on that. Yeah. I mean, like I said earlier, like, why now? Why, why now? do why do you wait till this is, you know, historic, a historic high interest rates for mm-hmm. home ownership to say, I'm going to do this for people of color. Why yeah. now? Why? Why is it because you are anticipating these folks will get into houses they'll, that they can't afford and then they'll lose them later on or, and then someone else will benefit from that? Yeah. Or I hate to be this guy. Uh-oh. Not want to make it political. Or is it because you want your voter base? You want that voter base, man. You know what I mean? A lot of moves, a lot of chess moves are made around this time of year when you're a year out a year and some change out from the, the coming election, the next election, you start, you know, they start moving these little puzzle pieces, man. So it could be some of that mixed into this. 
But yeah, I hear somebody that I ha- that resonated with me. Oh no, <laughs> I worked my butt off to build an excellent credit rating under extremely hard financial circumstances, including a bankruptcy due to hospital expenses that were uh, exorbitant and periods where interest rates were over ten percent. I came through, came through it, and bought a house on my own merit and built my credit. Yeah, man, you know people are people have been really trying to do the right thing. You know, do the right thing, paying off debt, limiting their uh, credit utilization, just becoming good credit, good folks with good credit. And this is kind of like a slap in the face after doing all that, man. Yeah. Someone else. Yeah. Someone else says, where is the incentive to pay your bills on time? There's none. But then someone else um, says, if you can't afford the extra $60, you can't afford the home in the first place. Yeah. That said, what nonsense. Just because people with poor financial habits get a subsidy won't keep them in the house, they still can't afford it despite that. The entire right. good credit score system in the U.S. is profitable. Yes. Yes. So someone else is saying, hey, it's just $60. What's the problem? If of you can't course. afford the $60, and then you can't afford a house in the first place. But then they go on to say the whole good good credit score, you know, is it's just really a way to um, yeah. squeeze extra money from people. Yeah, but that, that mindset uh, can get a, has gotten a lot of people in trouble. Well, it was just a little such and such. Oh, it adds up here. It adds in yeah, California. Yeah. You got Mellow Rouge. You got. Oh, come on now. <laughs> I mean, if we took. You got to have a, mandatory solar. Exactly. If you took that approach where that it's just such and such, where would we all end up? Right. Oh, man, I was just talking to her a little little bit. We was just talking. Uh, I was just talking to him. I just ate a little bit of, uh, of sweets. You know, I wasn't. That's the problem. We too busy doing a little here and there. And then you look back or where you are now, you where you were. And you're like, sheesh, I'm way offshore. I didn't floated way out into the sea. So we got to be. Every little bit counts. It matters. You know what I mean? So I disagree with that right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, you know, the thing with Biden is we did the, well, he put forth the $10,000 tax credit mm-hmm. for, to help the middle class to pay off their student loan debts mm-hmm. and not the middle, just everybody right. um, to pay off their student loan debt. And the argument was, is that if we helped people with this $10,000 that they'll be able to afford a home. So how many of those people that, you know, might potentially receive that 10,000 will be, will be the same people who are penalized Mm -hmm. by this particular policy? That's a good point. I just think that we have to make it make sense. (laughs) Make it make sense. Um, And I don't know. All all I, you know, I, I just feel that, I just feel the world is watching. Yeah. You know, I, I feel the world is is watching and I know, um, you know, there was like this big conference recently about countries joining together to formulate, you know, their own currency mm-hmm. and brick. brick. Yeah. Well, I'm not even we're not maybe we'll have a podcast on that because yeah. I think that would be dig, interesting to, dis- to discuss. But while the government is printing out um $10,000 checks for every American citizen, like $10,000 could really make a difference in someone's life in another country mm-hmm. and not in other countries don't have the ability to print American dollars. And right. I feel that as we make policies around 
you know, money that we have to do what's best for the country. Yes. And it has to make good financial economic sense. And then there's always, you know, um, this fact that the world is watching. And so we have to be good stewards as a nation, as a country and help your people where they need help. And let's do what we can to preserve the middle class because the middle class is what makes this country great. Come on, man. It's just like, um, I had a discussion or I had a post some year, I think it was a few years ago. We was just, I was just talking about like like a healthy church, you know. The middle group, the middle age group determines how healthy a lot of times anything is, right? The middle class we're talking about. Um if you have a business, what's that middle you know what I mean? That that well, I guess millennials are now kind of that median age, but that age or that middle demographic Mm-hmm. Is so vital to so many different things. It's like uh, how you could determine the health of something. Is your middle strong, right? We know you'll have the outliers on the bottom. You'll have the outliers on the top. But is that middle class strong? Right. And that is a good identifier for whether your nation is strong, your economy is strong. And so you couldn't. I couldn't have said that better myself, Shard. Very well said. Very well said. Did you have any other thoughts on this? Yeah. I'm just, you know, we'll just see how it pans out. Yeah. And we'll be watching. We'll see if this impacts home ownership among any minority group. Right. (laughs) Anybody. Right. Who's this going to help? I want to hear those. Who's this going to help? You know, I want to hear the success stories. Yeah. I want to see those ownership, the home ownerships among minorities in general increase. Yeah. And the Biden administration says that that's what they want to see. Will this be the policy to do it? I don't think so, but I'm going to keep watching and we're going to see what happens. Yep. I love that, Shire. Well, that's all we have for today's episode. If you enjoyed this, please do us a huge favor and leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. We truly appreciate it. And let us know what you think about this topic. You can email us at free at gmail.com you can let us know exactly what you think on this particular topic and we're gonna holler at y'all on the next one peace bye